87% of realtors get into the business and get out of the business in two years. That doesn't exist in our world. We have massive visions around growing our businesses, and we are always looking to add talent to our world. We do everything in our power to ensure the people we surround ourselves with defy the odds, get into production, and build massive lives for themselves. If you are a realtor looking to get into the business, we have a blueprint for success. With locations all across Canada, reach out to us. Let's talk about partnership and opportunities. We are looking forward to it. Welcome back, Sales Beast listeners. Today we have a super exciting guest, uh, TikTok queen and social media extraordinaire, Stevie Susie's here with us. Um, she's a team leader at KW Realty Centers as well as a licensed realtor. And we're excited to learn a little bit about her story. Welcome, Stevie. Well, thanks, Anna. Thank you so much. I, everyone always says TikTok queen and stuff. And I'm like, I'm not, there's people definitely better out there than me, but that's amazing. You're boosting my ego a little bit with that. <laughs> For sure. Well, uh, again, thanks so much for joining. Why don't you just start by telling us a little bit about your journey in real estate, where you started and where you're at today? Yeah. So I'll give you the the full story, the way that my journey in real estate started. So, cause people often ask like, what made you get into real estate? Like how, how did you get there? And for me, it was, it was kind of interesting because real estate for me was actually my first career choice and, or I shouldn't say choice, but it was the first career that I actually did. And I feel like that's, it's changing a little bit now, but for the longest time, that was kind of rare, right? Like for real estate was usually a second career for a lot of people. And then for me, the way it came about was I, I was the person where when I came out of high school, I had no idea what I wanted to do, like no clue. I had an interest in a lot of different things, but nothing that I was super passionate about. And I struggled so much with the idea of going to school and like getting myself thousands of dollars, tens of thousands of dollars in debt for something that I just like didn't realize I was, I would have been going for the sake of going to school. Cause that's kind of how, what you feel like you need to do. And I battled with a bunch of different ideas. There, there was a time I was interested in interior design, which is kind of, you know, down the, the path of real estate, but there was a lot of different things. And so I took, you know, a year off high school and I was really confident in that decision because I just didn't feel comfortable spending all that money for no reason. And then second year came around and I was still didn't know what I wanted to do. And then third year came around and I was kind of like, all right, now I'm just a loser. Like now I just haven't gone to school and I don't, know what I'm doing and what the hell. And then at the time I was dating somebody who had an interest in starting to invest in real estate and build houses and flip them and all that kind of stuff. And because I had an interest in interior design and all that too, it piqued my interest. So I started looking into, well, what if I got my real estate license and, you know, for the purpose of us investing in real estate and what does that look like? And then once I started going down that rabbit hole, I realized it really wasn't all that hard to get your real estate license. And in comparison to the cost of a lot of other schooling, significantly cheaper and the potential of the career and the amount of money you can make is like insane. So I'm like, this seems like a no brainer. So I ended up pursuing it and going ahead with it. And then I was lucky while I was studying to get my license, I had the opportunity to work as an assistant to a top producing agent at the time in our market center at Keller Williams. And that helped a lot while I was studying. Cause I, I started, I got a glimpse into what their industry was actually like, because you know, obviously the school, there's a big disconnect with what it, what it teaches you. And so I got my real estate license. I went off on my own. I started as a solo agent. I was a solo agent for about six months and I went into real estate definitely with the wrong mindset. I went in with a mindset that like, I would never join a team that I wanted to grow my own name. And, you know, I wanted my own success and all that kind of stuff. And 
six months in, I think I did about two, two deals in my first six months, but I was very lucky that I had friends and family at the time that were just ready to do something. And they gave me a shot on it. I really didn't do much work or prospecting or anything for those two deals. After those two deals were done, like I couldn't have told you where my next deal was going to come from, like not, not a chance, but I was still bound and determined to do it on my own. And I remember at the time I was doing some open houses for a team in my brokerage. And uh, one of the team members called me up one day and just said, you know, like we, we chatted a little bit and he said that they had liked that I was doing open houses for them and, and asked if I had ever thought about joining a team. And right away I was like, no, like not a chance. I, I have not thought about it. I'm not going to, you know, like we chatted a little bit further and he kind of said, you know, like just come in and meet with the guys, like the team leaders, like have a conversation and like, just, just come talk to us. And so I said, okay, fine. Like, I'll come have a conversation with you, but I'm not promising you anything. Like as if I even had anything to offer at the time, because I, I really did not. But uh, anyway, so I went in and I sat down with the two team leaders. And the first question they, um, the one asked me was, so like, how's business going? And right away I was like, uh, like I, there, I had nothing to say. I had nothing going on. I had no business. So it was literally in that like split second that my, my attitude changed towards teams and just that entire meeting. So um, basically I sat in the meeting, heard everything, you know, that they had to say about the team and just everything and just ended up really feeling like that happened for a reason. I loved everything they had to say. I felt really in, in alignment with them and they were like a younger based team, which I liked at the time. Uh, and yeah, so anyway, moving forward, long story short, I ended up joining the team. And then I spent the next like five years of my career on that team. Um, I ended up getting engaged to one of my team leaders that's interesting. Yeah. And then from that point on, I started TikTok. TikTok brought me the opportunity to explore the avenue of coaching. I started being able to coach agents from all around the world because naturally I just, my DMs were getting flooded on a daily basis with asking for advice, asking for information, asking for mentorship. Can I work with you? Can I, you know, all that kind of stuff. And it got to the point where I, I couldn't, I couldn't get back to everybody. I wanted to offer advice. I wanted to talk and connect with everybody, but I literally just couldn't. I'd spend all day on my phone doing that and not the stuff that I actually needed to do. So it gave me the opportunity to start offering coaching. And then through that opportunity showed up by putting it out there um, that I got to start coaching it within my brokerage in our in-house productivity coaching program. And I just started, you know, it was an avenue that I'm so thankful I got the opportunity to explore because I loved it. I love being able to help other people and especially the new agents, right? Like just being able to offer, you know, any support in that department that I could. And then right after getting into coaching with the brokerage, the TL position became available at our brokerage. To be honest, it was, it was for me at first, I thought it was like a really long shot just because I'm younger. And I just, I didn't know if I was ready for that, but I decided I was going to try for the opportunity and ended up getting it. And, and here we are today. So that's, that's my, my whole journey in real estate. <laughs> it's quite the story. Thank you for sharing that. Can, can we go way back to the start when you were a solo agent and it sounded like you were against the idea of joining a team? I've never been in that position. I've been on the team since day one, so I don't fully understand it. Can you share what the mindset's like and why you maybe didn't want to join a team at that time? Yeah, absolutely. And like I said, it was, it was very much the wrong mindset now. I realized that, but I think I had this opinion. And it wasn't even so much because I know a lot of what we hear with teams is, is people reluctant to want to give up commission and stuff like that. It wasn't even so much that for me, it was, I felt like I wanted to build my own name and my own brand in the business. And I wanted people to know my name and I wanted, and that, that was the way I saw success. It wasn't even necessarily financials. And I felt like if I had joined a team, I would be working towards building their brand name. And I, I always looked at a team as just a stepping stone. And so I thought, you know, once I, because I always knew it could be good to learn, 
But I thought as soon as I decide at some point that I'm ready to go off on my own, I have to start back from square one to now build my name because I just helped build their name for the last X amount of time. And now I'm starting all over again when I'm ready to leave. So that was really what I thought, which again, looking back now, that couldn't be further from the truth. And it was absolutely the wrong mindset to have, but that's the way that I looked at it. And so I feel like this is a very common mindset in this industry. And I mean, being in a team leader position, you see it very commonly, right? Now, if somebody's listening to this podcast today, maybe in that current mindset, what would you tell them to maybe help them create a shift in that mindset? Yeah, I I would say, so something I always talk about for brand specifically, one thing I find that I notice a lot with new agents is we always say a lot, new agents, oftentimes the reason why they fail within their, you know, the first two years or whatever dropout is they spend a lot of time focusing on all the wrong things, right? And I find branding is one of them. Not that your brand is not important. It absolutely is, you know, marketing, all that kind of stuff. But one thing I always say is that if you haven't even sold a house yet, you don't even really have a brand, right? Like you don't even really have a brand yet to market. So being too caught up on a brand in the beginning, I think is, is not really doing anybody good. You need to focus on just getting that business and building that brand to begin with. And a team's going to help you get that business. They're going to make that a lot easier for you. They're going to teach you a lot The the learning in there is just invaluable. So I think that's one of the biggest things. And then just to touch again on the financial side of things a little bit, half of some money is better than no money, right? Like when it comes to a team or it comes to a brokerage, like people often get really caught up on splits. And I always say to people, like, if you are not in production, your split does not matter. Like, what do you care? If you're not making money, your split doesn't mean anything. And it's the same thing with a team. Like, if you're not producing, why are you concerned about having to give up 40%, 50%, 30% of your commission? It doesn't matter. So half a money, some money is better than no money. 0% of $0 is still $0. Yeah, exactly. I agree with you. And just on that note too, I feel like branding is such a big thing in real estate for sure. But at the same time, people want to work with you and they like you and they trust you. And so they're going to give you business. The brand itself, we know like can matter to some extent, but really it's who you are and how you show up and how you serve your clients. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I agree 100%. Like I think in the, in the big picture of things like branding and marketing, all that, it is very important, but like when you're just so early on and you're just starting out, that's not what it's about. It's about getting the business going, like get, get some stats under your belt, get some people to trust you, get some experience. That's more important than trying to have the perfect brand off the hop. Right. So the, the next thing I kind of wanted to cover, cause we have a really similar story. I feel like we have a very similar path in real estate from like starting out, not really knowing what to do in the industry and then building our way up into like leadership positions. So can you talk a little bit about, cause you, you mentioned it, I think imposter syndrome is like a big thing, especially like being young and being in the industry. So is that something that you've experienced and maybe how have you overcome it? Yeah, I think something that I've dealt with, again, going back to mindset, something I've dealt with, it happened when I was an agent, especially early on until I got some more experience under my belt and I started feeling that confidence a little bit more. And then coming into a leadership position, I still struggle with it a little bit of just feeling like maybe people don't take me seriously. I'm too young. I'm too, um, I got over that in, in, on the real estate side of things. I started realizing that at the end of the day, when I open my mouth and I start talking to clients and sharing, you know, market information or whatever that gets put to bed because I, I know what I'm talking about. I'm, I'm conveying value in that way. And, and again, it's, it's something you are going to struggle with as a brand new agent. When you come in as a brand new agent and you haven't sold a house yet and you're trying to convince someone to, you know, work with you to sell the biggest asset of their life, like you're going to feel a little bit of that, like, Ooh, you know, but at the end of the day, you know, 
yourself and you know, like you, you want to do, you're going to do the best for these clients. Like, you know, how hard you're going to work for these clients more than a lot of other people out there. And especially with realtors, like, unfortunately we know that there are a lot of bad realtors out there. There are a lot of realtors out there that are very unethical. They do not have the best interests of their clients at, at their heart. And I always say to go in with the mindset that people would be lucky to get to work with you because you know how hard you're going to work for them. You know, like that you're going to get the job done. And if they don't work with you, there's a chance they could get stuck with working with a bad realtor and someone who it doesn't have their best interests at heart. So that really helped me a lot with the, with the confidence side as a realtor moving into leadership. It's something I still struggle with a little bit. I, I sometimes feel like, especially with some of our more veteran agents that are within our company that knew me to be a new realtor and have seen me kind of now come into a leadership position. I struggle all the time with thinking like, do they take me seriously or, or whatever? But again, I know that if I just keep doing what I should be doing and I keep the best interests of my brokerage at heart and the, the agents here, because that's what it's all about, that will come through and that value will you know, reveal itself. That's all you can really do. I guess that that's just kind of something I have to tell myself on a daily basis. And age really doesn't matter. That's such a good point. I find, um, you mentioned when you're a new, new realtor, you, uh, you would have a discussion about stats. It's not something I would never do. I'm not as smart as you. I don't learn as fast. It took me a couple of years to figure that out. That's what I encourage the new realtors on my team to do. Talk about the stats and make the whole conversation about the person that's sitting across from the table from you. Yeah. And it could be your first appointment ever. It's never going to come up if you make it about them and provide value. And I, I, I've never done the role you and Anna are in now, but it's the exact same thing. When I, when I meet with any team leader in KW, they provide facts. I, I think it's a fact that this company offers a huge amount of value. I think it's a fact that this company offers the best systems and models of any brokerage in the world. And every time I meet with someone in your position, the conversation is not about them. It's about, they make it about me. And I have no idea if they've been doing this for 20 years or 20 days, yeah. but I listen. Yeah. It's such a cool part of this company and the people that work within your role. 100%. And, and, and you're so right. Like I'm actually still not a stats person. Like I'm really not, I, I kind of learned what I needed to learn. And, and I wouldn't even, and, and even going off of that too, for anyone who's listening to this, who maybe feels like they aren't a numbers person themselves. Cause I think that's another thing as realtors and in the real estate industry, people, I think often think we are, we need to be these like mathematicians, or we really need to know we need to be numbers people. We really don't. And I'll always say to people, like, I'm bad at math. And they're like, how are you a realtor? And I'm like, you'd be surprised how often math comes up on it, like that you need to know crazy math, but I agree making it about the person on the other end of the table, whether it's in a leadership position or as a realtor, you're absolutely right. Like you get the odd person. That's maybe a really, you know, analytic person that wants to know the stats and all that kind of stuff. And it's good to be prepared, but oftentimes if you keep it about them, and whatever goal it is that they're looking to achieve and how you can support that goal, that is the most value that there could ever be above and beyond anything else. And again, that becomes, that's true on a leadership side of things and on a realtor working with a client side of things. Oh yeah, I a hundred percent agree with that. Now to kind of pivot a little bit more on the coaching and mentorship side of things, what was like your first start into that? You mentioned it kind of came from social media and a lot of people wanting your attention, getting your advice and seeing how you did what you did. I mean, coaching is such a big thing in real estate, but not everybody's exposed to it. What was your path with that? Yeah. So the way it started for me and, and I'll say like, so I started coaching through TikTok, but I didn't really know what it meant to be a coach at that point. I would say 
what that actually more accurately, I started being a little bit of a mentor and um, connecting with people, agents all over the world to more help mentor them and just kind of be there as a support more than anything. Yeah. So kind of how it started was through my TikTok. So I I had got on TikTok, my TikTok kind of blew up and I ended up um, having a lot of people reaching out to me. So whether it be via TikTok or they would follow me on Instagram and reach out to me, DM me there. Um, I had a couple, quite a few people that got my, my actual information, like my email, my phone number, they, I was getting calls from people on TikTok. Like it was just, it was getting crazy, but mainly in my direct messages and Instagram, it was like, you should see, even still to this day, you should see my message requests. Like it's, it's insane. And it just, it was overwhelming because I, I love, like one of the things about me is that for the longest time, I always wanted to be a teacher. That was what I really wanted to be. I pivoted from that when I realized how hard it is to get into teacher and like, they don't really actually get paid that well and yada, yada, yada. So I changed my mind on that. But point is, is I have a passion for helping and educating and all that kind of stuff. And so I always wanted to be able to have every conversation with every single question that these people ask, but it was, it was taking up so much time and it's getting exhausting. And I realized like I should be monetizing this for one. And two, I, I want to help. So I was able to get uh, connected with a, um, a company. They're called Stand With Me. Shout out to Stand With Me. And that was able to sort similar to something like Calendly or whatever, but um, a little bit different because I could actually monetize it. So they were able to book appointments with me, but they pay to do that. And I could also sell, for example, I was selling like listing presentations on there. I was selling like, you know, my scripts, like certain scripts I use, things like that, because those were conversations or those were questions that I was getting asked about so often that I was like, well, let me just do this. Like, I'll share this with you. But anyway, so sorry, I was getting the opportunity to start working with people. So that constantly people were reaching out to me, asking me questions, asking if I could literally mentor them, if I could help them, if I could, whatever. So I, I got them on the this account where they could book a session with me and I would coach them. And so it was really cool because I got to meet with a lot of realtors, like I mentioned from all over the world and just help, you know, especially with new realtors where they're brand new and they just really don't know. So they're looking for as much guidance as they can possibly get. And then I was working with a coach at my own brokerage and I told her about this. And as time went on, I, one day I got on a call with her and I said, Jen, like, I want to just pick your brain about something and just kind of, I think I need help figuring out what my next move is because I got to a point where I loved being a realtor but I was getting a little bit burnt out from selling and just like losing my, my passion for it. But coaching had reignited a passion on that side of things within the real estate industry. And I kind of told her about that. And I told her like, you know, I think this is kind of the path that I want to go down. Like I'm really passionate about this and this is what's happening. And she was like, it's so funny because we're right at a point right now where we need to bring on another coach within the brokerage. And so it just happened right at the the perfect time. And then I was able to start doing it within within, um, my brokerage. And that is when I really learned what coaching actually is. So what I was being more of a consultant slash mentor before. And then once I started working with our in-house productivity coaching, I actually learned about like coaching and what it really means to be a coach and the difference between consulting and coaching and all that kind of stuff. And yeah, and then that's how it came about. And, And part of that too, I will say long story short on that, but asking for opportunity, right? Like if I didn't bring that to her attention and I didn't say, this is kind of what I want to do. She said, like, I would have never thought that you'd be interested in it. But I brought that and then I had the opportunity because she's like, wow, like, I'm glad you brought that up to me because funny enough, we're looking for a coach. So yeah, that's kind of how it came about for me. You were at Family Reunion, right? Yeah, you were. 
Yeah, 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 we saw each other. Um, I did you attend the Young Professionals thing? Yeah. Okay, so one thing that they talked about during that is like, if, if you want to be a successful person in real estate, a successful young professional, you have to learn how to raise your hand. And I think that's exactly what you just said. Like, know when to say yes to opportunity, and like always leave the door open for what could be next. Because you're right, like it's so easy to burn out in real estate, and to keep yourself motivated, engaged, and looking for future opportunity is super important. What has your experience been like with opportunity in Keller Williams? Obviously you've had so many different positions. Like if somebody is looking for opportunity, what is one piece of advice that you'd give them? That's a great question. So I've actually had two conversations like this with potential like joiners to Keller Williams in the last week. And a lot of the time people will ask me like, after we're done talking about, you know, KW and just, you know, all that kind of stuff, they'll kind of ask a little bit about my story and, and same thing with opportunity and like, you know, how did you get to this position and whatever? Because again, a lot of them will know me from TikTok and know me as a realtor. And so they're kind of like, you know, how did you get here? And I always tell people like, if I were at any other company, and I truly mean this, if I were at any other company, I don't think I would have ever had the opportunities that I've had. And I don't think I would be in a position like I'm in right now. And it's just the model at Keller Williams, it's the models, the systems, it's all about scaling. It's all about leverage. It's all about people. Like there is so many positions within our company. There's so many opportunities. And the thing is, is because we have people for everything we have, we we're all about leveraging and scaling that that's why there is so many positions and there's so many opportunities. And if we see a gap somewhere in Keller Williams, we'll make a position for that, right? Like we'll, we see a gap, we'll figure out there's somebody, there's some type of person, there's some sort of job that could be here. Like this gap could be filled. So there's so much opportunity. So yeah, I think for me again, a lot, I always say a lot of it, um, happened, happened organically. Like I say, like my growth and, and kind of where I went just happened organically, but I've been to, again, my coach helped me discover this, that in a lot of cases, it wasn't, it was me putting up my hand for opportunity. It was me, you know, getting in the same room and rubbing shoulders with the right people and all that kind of stuff. So what I would say to them is there is so much opportunity within the real estate industry. For a lot of people, it starts with being a realtor and it starts with, you know, be learning how to be a great realtor for a lot of people. And that's, and that's great, but there's so much opportunity within the real estate industry. So don't be fooled by that. And I, and I think at a lot of other companies, you'll only ever learn how to be a good realtor. And again, another thing that I say is that, you know, again, when I'm, when I'm meeting with people, I say is that when with other brokerages, they're hopefully going to teach you how to be a great realtor, right? With Keller Williams, they're going to teach you how to be a business owner. They're going to teach you how to be an investor. Like they're going to, they're going to make you see the bigger picture of how much more opportunity there really is within the real estate industry. And, and uh, yeah, real estate's just the vehicle that we use to, to kind of reach all this other opportunity. But yeah, Keller Williams is where it's at when it comes to opportunity. There's a really great book on that too, just like to talk about kind of filling gaps and finding the right people. It's called Who Not How. I don't know if you've ever read the book. I haven't, no. It's a great book. It's like you can accomplish anything you want in life if you find the right person for it. Yeah, 100%. Now, I imagine that a lot of people listening to this, they're going to be wondering how TikTok works, how you utilize it. I think if, if we share a little bit of that with them now, it might save you some some DMs. Yeah. We're already really busy with DMs. So can you give us a, a brief breakdown of how you use TikTok and how it's made you so successful? Yeah, 
Absolutely. So TikTok, so it's, it's a weird one. It's uh, the algorithm and stuff is, is very much unlike many other platforms that we're used to for anyone who is honestly like very brand new to TikTok. It is a short form video, yeah, short video platform, right? So it really likes short video. It has upped its time. I think now they've even introduced five minute long videos to some people, but for the longest time, it was literally like 30 seconds to a minute. Then it went up to three minutes. Now it's five minutes, but I don't really see it getting beyond that, at least not for a long time, but basically you want to, so the way that I, I'm not going to really speak on how to use TikTok. It can be, there's so many different things you can do with it. The way that I found success with TikTok is I offered educational content. It's as simple as that. It was something I was already doing on my Facebook and my Instagram, my other social media platforms. But the thing about TikTok is it's one of the easiest platforms to grow on. It's one of the easiest platforms to grow and you can reach a really large audience really quickly. The way the algorithm works is when you put out a video, it pushes it out to to a small-ish group of people. And depending on how that video performs within that group of people, it'll then push it out to a larger group of people, depending on how it performs in there, a larger, a larger, and so on and so forth. So the key is getting that great attention within the first like little bit so that it performs well with that small group for it to get pushed out to larger group. And again, that's kind of the whole idea, obviously, of short short video. So the way for me that I went about it was just posting educational content. I took a look at when I walked into a listing appointment or when I work with buyers, what are questions that I get asked constantly, like the same questions over and over and over again? Um, because we know like they, it tends to be very similar when you walk into a listing appointment, you tend to get asked pretty much the same questions. And again, that's where scripts and all that kind of stuff come in. But you, you come to realize there's clearly like a thirst for this knowledge if, if so many people ask. And so I started with creating videos that just answer those questions, giving information on those questions. And, you know, again, as realtors, we tend to get um, often asked a lot about like, you know, for first time home buyers, like things about mortgages and whatnot. And although we're not experts in that area, you know, they want to know like what's the minimum down payment and things like that. So again, just helping put out content that answers questions uh, for those people. And it's just done really, really well. And that's kind of, that's the way I went about it. And my niche is obviously, you know, real estate. But if you are getting on TikTok for anything, even if you are a realtor and you're looking to get on TikTok and kind of thinking about what you should do, you don't even have to post just real estate content. If there's any other hobby or something that you do that you you can share with other people that other people might be interested in, you know, post about it. But I don't think there's any necessarily like secret sauce to TikTok. It's doing it consistently. It's putting out a lot of content and it's uh, capturing people's attention really early on and just putting out stuff that people would want to watch. Like, you know, something of value, always something of value is good. Okay. You, you anticipated something that's always going to be as effective as it is today. Um, and will the reach always be there or as the platform matures and more people join the platform? Will it become more challenging? Capture that kind of reach. Yeah, I I think so. Yes to both of those answers. I, I guess do. my question is: Is there value in getting? Like, should we be rushing the platform now? Yeah, or, yeah, or yeah. Work? I think so. I think so. I think TikTok is still. Again, there's always going to be a new app that comes out. There's always going to be something that's the next, you know, new kid on the block. You know, it's always going to be that way. But I think. TikTok is of huge value. I think it's going to remain to stay around for, for a long time. Um, and I think the thing is, is if you can get, because like I said, I, I strongly believe TikTok's one of the easiest platforms to grow on. I think even if you were to grow a, a great following on TikTok and then the, the next new great app comes out, you can push those followings, right? Like even for example, and my Instagram isn't huge, but my Instagram has grown significantly since my TikTok. And a lot of that, um, you know, those followers have come over to another platform. So 
Yeah, 100%. I think get on TikTok if you're not on it. The other thing I will just touch on too for the reasoning is, again, when we look at social media, one of the things I talk about very often is that understanding what each platform really is. And I always say uh, what it's best used for, who it's best to connect with. And this is a general rule of thumb. I would say sellers is Facebook, right? Facebook is your sellers. Instagram is your buyers. It's a lot of your first time home buyers in a lot of cases. TikTok is all opportunity. TikTok is everybody. TikTok is buyers, it's sellers, it's investors, it's property managers, it's it's everything. Um, so 100%, I think TikTok is of huge value. You talk a lot about consistency in social media, obviously, like in order to have success through it, you have to consistently post, you have to consistently deliver value. What was the point in your career that you have been on TikTok that you started to see it like really return? Yeah, six months. For all my socials, it was about the six month mark. So um, because like I mentioned, I was doing I was on obviously Instagram and Facebook before TikTok ever came along. And I was already posting those like educational style videos on there, as I mentioned. And I started strongly with just Instagram and Facebook. And I was posting content consistently. I actually started following a social media schedule. So I was consistently posting content. And it was about six months in when I really started noticing it to convert. People were just starting to reach out to me at that point, being like, hey, we're ready to sell our house. Um, I was getting a lot more people like asking questions and connecting with me. And um, and I actually started getting, you know, buyers and sellers and stuff out of it. So it actually started converting and getting referrals too. I started noticing around the six month mark, referrals were starting to come in. It was about the same with TikTok as well. My my TikTok following took off a lot quicker on, on, on TikTok. But again, the thing with TikTok is, is that I have a lot of followers that are all over the world, right? So there's some people that just are never going to necessarily be a conversion for me or anything, but they they follow me and they support me. But about six months in, same thing. I started getting uh, listings from TikTok. I started getting referrals, all that kind of stuff. But yeah, about six months of like strong consistency. Yeah. The reason I asked that is because I feel like people will try uh, different lead generation methods and, you know, give it like a month or two if they're not seeing success, like they'll move on to the next thing. So I think it's really important to know, like, yeah. Six months to a year is a fair amount of time to give it to make sure that it's actually working for you. 100%. And especially for anybody um, in their first year, because again, I find that really commonly for new realtors in their first year, because a lot of the time they're exploring, like, you know, there's so much stuff they could be doing. So they kind of explore all avenues and they're trying to find the thing that works for them, but they don't give anything enough time. Um, and on top of that, again, for anyone in your first year listening, the thing with your first year is, is that it's your building year in general. So you know, no matter what avenue you go down for lead generation, whether it's socials, it's it's tick, uh, it's um, door knocking, cold calling, like whatever it ends up being, a lot of uh, like a lot of those leads that you're going to get right now are not going to be now business. They're going to be future business that are going to fill your pipeline and your career for the next two years, three years. You know, you're kind of just laying the foundation and doing that work in your first year. So don't don't think that because you don't feel like you're seeing results from something right away, even within your first year, that it's not working because. Um, it just takes time to play out. Awesome. Now, um, the other thing I kind of wanted to pivot to, like, what's what's next on the horizon for you? Like, where do you feel yourself going into your next opportunity? Or maybe talk a little bit about, a bit about what you're doing right now and how people can learn from you and work with you. Yeah. So, yeah. So right now I am, yeah, obviously, as, as we mentioned, I'm in the um, team leader role at Keller Williams Realty Centers. And for me, so 
for anyone who doesn't, isn't at KW, I guess, let's say some people, because uh, I think for most other people, our team leader position here would kind of be known as like the general manager at most other brokerages with a little bit more, I guess, responsibilities, a little bit different, but same kind of idea. I think for us at KW, if I'm being totally honest, I think a lot of people do not get into the TL role to be in the TL role forever. It's, it's a lot of it is you get into the TL role to open up the door for more opportunity to learn a lot, you know, to there's a, you get to bring a lot of value to your brokerage, but you get a lot of value back in, in everything you're going to learn and the people you're going to get to connect with and just all that kind of stuff. And the thing is, is why I was explaining that was because a lot of people will ask like even me, well, why did you get out of like sales? Like, are you making more money and this and that? Because people ask that all the time, because as realtors, obviously we have the potential to make so much money. And uh, for me, I took the TL role and, and maybe a bit of a pay cut or whatever for the opportunity in the future. Because I think this role offers so much more opportunity as time goes on. And, and I think, you know, much like you, my, my goal long-term is to be an OP is to uh, be able to open up my own market center with, within Keller Williams. And yeah, so that's, that's the goal for me. That's everything that I'm striving towards now. That's everything, all the knowledge, the information, the learning that I'm doing, the people that I'm getting in connection with, I think is to prepare for that future. And right now, if, if, yeah, anyone who wants to connect with me or work with me or be a part of my brokerage is that's, I mean, that's how you get to work with me is come be a part of my brokerage. Learn from me. I'm here to support you. That's what my job is. So Mike, do you have any questions? <laughs> you have uh, asked question. Awesome. Well, I mean, we, we can start wrapping it up and we'll ask you the same question that we ask all of our guests. Mike, would you like to do the honors? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, who do you know that uh, we should know that we should have on this podcast? Who do I know that you should have on this podcast? Well, you know who I think you should have, but I don't really know, but I have his number. So I could pass along to you as I got the honor at, at family reunion of getting Jason Abrams number. So that's someone who I think you should get in connection to. And I, I would, ha- even though I don't really have much of a connection with him, I would be happy to introduce you to him. And that would be a, an incredible person to get on your podcast. So definitely Jason Abrams, but on a different note, Someone else, I would say James in the city, James in the city is a, is a great, is a great guy too. I don't know if you guys are aware of him or not, but yeah, James in the city. I think he's like, he's great. I think he's a riot to listen to. Uh, and I think he has a lot of value and knowledge and especially on the Toronto market specifically. So I, I, that's someone who I'm always interested in listening to. I agree. He's a, he's a great personality on Instagram and on TikTok. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Cool. Um, any final thoughts? or uh, pieces of advice that you'd like to leave for our listeners? Um, I would just say, follow me on TikTok. I've been trying to break 100,000 followers forever. I swear I'm shadow banned right now. So I appreciate all the support in that department. And if you're a new realtor listening to this, I mean, I'm a strong believer that no brokerage is a bad brokerage. I, I genuinely believe that everybody just has a best fit that aligns with them. But I can also say that I genuinely believe that Keller Williams, like everybody is best off at Keller Williams. So if you are a new realtor and you're looking to start making those decisions, at least get in front of somebody at KW and explore that option. And if you are a, you know, a realtor that's listening to this and you're feeling maybe a little bit stagnant in your business, or you're just maybe not feeling like you're totally in alignment with what you're doing right now, then reach out to somebody at Keller Williams. Appreciate it. Thanks so much, Stevie, for coming on the podcast today. And uh, we'll definitely link your TikTok and any resources that you want to give us in the description box down below. Thank you for having me.